KPOO San Francisco. It's 11 o'clock. When we are ignorant, whether passively or intentionally, we have no chance to see the truth for what it is. If it is a passive kind of ignorance, we move about in a foggy bliss of unawareness. If we make ourselves ignorant, if we actively delude ourselves, then we are making a terrible mistake. We rob ourselves of the clarity of truths. We miss the beauty as well as the full depth and worth of the universe. Folks, this is Nube Brown coming at you from KPOO San Francisco 89.5 and on the World Wide Web. Please tune into us at KPOO.com. It is a little bit of a frantic morning for me this Thursday morning, um, February 13th day before Valentine's Day. I don't do too much on Valentine's Day, but I am all about the collective consciousness of love, radical love, revolutionary love. So um, if you're getting your groove on that way for Valentine's Day, then I am definitely all about it. And of course, a little romantic love is good too, for sure. Um, But I do want to say good morning. Thank you for tuning in. It is a great day to be told. Um, uh, I do want to give a couple of, well, one of the main things, one of the the first things that I want to tell you all about is, um, wait, first, I also want to take a moment to give a shout out to all of our loved ones, community members, family, friends, uh, people that we don't know are our friends, um, the people behind the walls that can hear this radio show, Prison Focus Radio, that comes at you every Thursday. And I want to say good morning to you. I want to send you uh, just good, positive, beautiful thoughts and let you know that we are out here uh, for you, with you, to um, struggle together to uh, for our our collective humanity. This station is for you. This platform is for you and your loved ones, your family members, and ultimately for the community uh, that we are in uh, in collaboration with. So this is the place where your voice, your ideas. Um, your dreams, your thoughts um, are are welcome and is here where they will be elevated. So write to us. If you do not get the California Prison Focus, Prison Focus newspaper, and you are in the shoe, this paper is free to you. Um, and I also... Um, highly encourage you to ask your family members to get this newspaper as well. So if you don't have it, I would love for you to um, get a subscription. And the way you do that is by writing to us at California Prison Focus, 4408 Market Street, Suite A, Oakland, California, 94608. Um, and continue to write us letters at that same address. If you would like to hear your letter 
uh, read on the air. Is that something that we do here? We read the letters and the commentary and all the writings and poetry that come from y'all inside. Um, then, then you can also do care of Nube, N-U-B-E, uh, or um, care of um, Prison Focus Radio at the same address that you make the subscription to. So um, again, because your voices here is where they are elevated. Here is where you are um, you are heard. And um, excuse me um, if you uh, if I, my levels were down a little bit too low. Hold on one sec. All right. I hope you can. I hope you heard all of that. Um, and um, again, we are here together, listening and experiencing together. All right. Um, we have some really good news. So um, a man by the name of Rochelle Chinque McGee has just been moved to a new facility. He is... <sighs> He is the longest-held political prisoner in California state prison system. Um, I think actually anywhere in the country. I could be wrong about that. Um, but he has been moved, and um, it would be really great if people would write to him and let him know that we care about him, that there are still people out here that care about um, his situation, his really egregious situation. And I want to invite all of you to to find out more about um, Rochelle Chinque McGee. You can go to the sfbayview.com and just put in his, his name, and it's spelled R-U-C-H-E-L-L. That's Rochelle. Chinque is C-I-N-Q-U-E. Last name McGee, M-A-G-E-E, -E, and put that in there, and you can read a fabulous article on him. Um, he's been held in prison for 54 years. Come on, people. Let's think about this. Um, California is actually the, the worst prison system in the country, and... Um, we also lie to ourselves to say that we don't actually have political prisoners, but any of you that are probably listening, uh, y'all are pretty aware, know that that's not true. But we're talking 54 years here, people. Um, and CDCR, small r, they try to, you know, they put that little r on there, um, just for on face value, of course. Um, we are not about rehabilitation. It is unfortunately just about punishment. You don't have somebody in prison for 54 years. So, um, but um, please write to him because he has been moved. He has moved to a medical facility um, and he could really use some words of uh, just support and love and care. And so you can write to him, Rochelle Chinque McGee. His number is A92051. T115. So his CDC number is A92051. And next to that, you put number T115. He's at California Medical Facility, CMF, P.O. Box 2000, Vacaville, California, 95696-2000. So please, please write to him. And I do also encourage you to um, read up more about, about him. Um, and the reason I'm, I'm, and I'm just encouraging you to do that because um, we're going to get um, into something else um, now. So last night, um, and I know that I've, I've mentioned this before about the campaign that we are doing, Liberate the Caged Voices campaign. Um, we are definitely focusing on uh, the California hunger strikers um, and the, the representatives 
the four main representatives and the 12 others that uh, authored the agreement to end hostilities. So we had our meeting last night, and the four main reps put out this amazing, powerful statement, and we decided, um, some of us, after um, I wanted to have it read on the radio, and that's something that I was going to do anyway. But um, we got together as a group, and we read the statement um, and the agreement to end hostilities. And I want to play that here for you now um, so you all can hear this amazing statement and um, hopefully be encouraged to um, join this campaign, which is really a like, living education on the hunger strikes and um, really its amazing implications also with the authoring of the agreement to end hostilities. So um, here we go. I'm going to play the uh, this recording of us reading the statement from the four main reps. Okay, hi, this is Nube Brown of Liberate the Caged Voices. Hi, this is Kim Pollack of California Prison Focus. This is Farouk, participant in Liberating the Voices. This is Minister King Gax of California Prison Focus, Cage Universal. This is Oshula Vishlanka of many different organizations. <laughs> this is Ryan Kelch from News and Letters. Okay, fantastic. Here we go. Listen up, folks. Introduction. What follows below is an update from the leadership of the 2011 and 2013 California prisoner hunger strikes against indefinite solitary confinement and other mistreatment across the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, CDC small r, the world's largest prison system. These, quote, reps had been in solitary for decades and sought to draw attention to and challenge the systemic Systematic torture by CDC small r through a series of nonviolent hunger strikes, two in 2011 and a third in 2013. In May of 2012, the Center for Constitutional Rights and several prominent prisoners, prisoner rights attorneys and organizations in California formed a team and partnered with a representative group of 10 Pelican Bay Shoe prisoner plaintiffs, including some of the hunger strike reps, to file a class action lawsuit. That lawsuit Ashker v. Brown charged that California's practice of isolating prisoners in solitary confinement for many years and indefinitely violated U.S. Constitution protections against, quote, cruel and unusual punishment, unquote, and denied constitutional guarantees to, quote, due process. Also in 2012, the four reps and 12 other SHU prisoner representatives issued an historic document, the Agreement to End Hostilities calling for an end to all violence and hostility between different groups of prisoners throughout California. A third hunger strike began July 8, 2013, involving over 30,000 people incarcerated in California prisons and lasting 60 days, making solitary confinement a significant issue across the United States. All major U.S. newspapers, editorial pages, had at least one condemnation of the practice in the weeks that followed. The third strike ended when the California State Senate and State Assembly Committees overseeing prisons held unprecedented public hearings to investigate California's solitary confinement. On September 1st, 2015, a landmark settlement was achieved in Ashker v. Brown, ending indeterminate solitary confinement in California prisons and allowing the legal team to monitor the California prison system to ensure settlement compliance. This month... February 2020, the four reps have issued a solidarity statement and California prison update. Solitary message from the four prisoner reps and the California update. In alphabetical order, Todd Amsker, Arturo Costellanos, George Franco and Sintuawa Natambu Jamaha. A shout out of solidarity and respect to all class members and prisoners across the state. As the four reps, as four reps, we felt a public report on the current state of California prisons for prisoners was overdue. As leadership of the 21, 2011, and 2013 California prison hunger strike that captured the attention of the nation and the world on the role of solitary confinement in the United States prison systems, particularly California, 
we four prisoner reps had became recognized as speaking both for the angster class, former, former Pelican Bay shoe prisoners, but also more broadly in many respects for the entire California prisoner class. California prison system, the largest in the world at the time, was, the, was also the greatest abuser of long-term solidary confinement. We were housed in the short quarter, quarter of the notorious Pelican Bay Supermax shoe. And like all short quarter prisoners understood, the only way out of that isolating torturous hell was to parole, snitch, or die. We decided standing up together, asserting our humanity, even at the cost of our own lives, was better than rotting and dying alone in a concrete tomb. Nonviolent united action was the only path that made sense. Our own our only avenue to act was a hunger strike. It took widespread unity, participation, and work among us prisoners, but also work on the outside by our families, friends, and a growing list of supporters across the state and country. Without prisoners speaking about our conditions of confinement, the public narrative about imprisonment and mass incarceration is missing a critical voice. Our voice our voice, the incarcerated. We are the first-hand experts of the daily experience of being caged in prison generally and the trauma of extreme isolation. All other ex experts collect data, do studies, view our experience without living it. Many, not all, are our oppressors. They, their expertise is not about what incarceration is like, why we and so many millions of people in the United States should be in prison. No voice has more expertise about the experience and impact of incarceration than prisoners. Here are, here we, here we have, here we make five points. Here. First, prison in the United States is based on punishment, not rehabilitation. The United States has the largest population in the world and the highest percentage of the state's population housed in cages. We are held in punishing ways that cause fear, emptiness, rage, depression, and violence. Many of us are more damaged when we leave prison than when we entered. According to the National Reentry Resource Center, a high percentage of state and federal prisoners will be released back into society. National statistics indicate that there is a high rate of released prisoners returning to prison. All of those who leave are older, some smarter, but all of us are less able to be productive in the society at large or good for our communities or our families. It is very hard for former prisoners to get jobs. Prisoner, prison presents an opportunity for society to rehabilitate or help people. Many of us could use support services. That opportunity is lost and buried by vindictive ideology of punishment. Rather than us being hyper-vigilant, concentrating on violence, dangers, our fears and rage, prison could be a place to engage our minds and in useful jobs and job training, with classrooms for general learning, training in self-awareness and understanding, anti-addiction approaches. Instead, we are mostly just warehoused, sometimes in dangerous yards with angry, frightened, vicious guards. California's Governor Newsom has the opportunity to help institute a massive prison reform movement. Second, California likes to think of itself as progressive, as progressive national leader, yet in sentencing, California is among the harshest in the nation. In California, a life term is given for second degree murder. Second degree murder is a non-premeditated killing only 17 states are that punishing. Two-thirds of the states and the U.S. federal system give a flat 15 years. The U.S. Supreme Court has said that evolving standards of society's decency should create a national consensus on sentencing standards. Our prison journeys begin in those courts. We four reps of the California prison class call for reform in sentencing. Massive money could be spent for education, training, and jobs here and in our communities rather than on caging human beings to harm rather than help us or society. Third, the 
the trauma we experience in these overcrowded institutions with a culture of aggressive oppression as if we are violent animals is harmful and breeds violence. We prisoners should not join in our own oppression. It is not in the interest of the prison class to buy into promised rewards for lying on other prisoners. The use of lying, confidential informants, is widespread and legendary in California prisons and jails. We see even among ourselves, who have great active lawyers ready to pay attention to our situations, just how regularly vicious retaliation, evil lying, and disregard of our medical needs occurs. Broadly among the California prison prisoner class, there is mistreatment, horrid isolation, medical disregard, terrible food, cells that are too cold, too hot, or too damp. The history of positive social change demonstrates that when those who are oppressed stand together as a group, a class, against that oppression, change can happen. Our own experience with eliminating endless solitary confinement in California proves that. We need to stand with each other, behaving respectfully, demanding respect, and not turning on our fellow prisoners for promises of crumbs. We four reps stand for major prison reform that helps us, not harms us, that better society not makes it worse. We four reps are the principles we are, we four reps are for the principles we outlined in our agreement to end hostilities, the cessation of all hostilities between groups. We called on prisoners throughout the state to set aside their differences and use diplomatic means to settle their disputes. If personal issues arise between individuals, people need to do all they can to exhaust all diplomatic means to settle such disputes. Do not allow personal individual issues to escalate into racial group issues. We encourage all prisoners to study the agreement to end hostilities and to try to live by those principles to seek your support to strive together for a safer prison environment. We are not there yet. Dangerous cross-group hostility remains. What we experience in California prisons is not just developed in prison, but is also widespread and supported in free society. Racial antagonisms, ghettoized housing, separation, institutionalized racism, and promotion of beliefs of each other as less than human, as stupid, as criminal barbarians can cause us to fear and hate each other. It does not serve us or society well. There are no easy ways to challenge these deep American divisions, forcing us together in joint yards, visiting rooms or classrooms will lead to violence and deepen the danger. We for reps especially call out and stand against the 50-50 yards. We oppose forced mixing of hostile groups when mortal enemies are forced together. 50-50 yards are dangerous and will make things much worse by causing fresh, horrific encounters. No matter the policy's intention, the state is responsible for our safety and well-being while living under its jurisdiction. We are entitled to respect and safety. We seek what we are entitled to. The 50-50 yards, a CDCR, small r policy, provokes violence. At this time, we endorse separate yards, separate programming, and separate visiting. We also call on California leadership, Governor Newsom, and State Assembly and Senate 
to implement policies that encourage and grow support for the agreement to end hostilities that do not include 50-50 yards or forced interaction, but rather engage our minds and energy with productive jobs, education, training, major prison reform to a genuinely rehabilitative system. Fifth, the guard culture, especially in the yards, is vicious and provocative. Here where we live, the guards do not care about our safety. The guards get extra pay when there is violence. It is in their financial interest to promote it. Not surprisingly, guards regularly provoke disputes. Many enjoy the resulting violence. California Correctional Peace Officers Association, CCPOA, the powerful guards union is led by men who for the most part consider prisoners less than human. The CCPOA by their network and behavior supports the use of setups, targeting, lying and isolation for random punishment. This intentionally causes widespread fear. The CCPOA is one of the most politically influential organizations in California and holds many righteous political leaders hostage. The CCPOA members benefit with large overtime pay, bonuses from violence and lockdowns. Only if reform becomes a widespread demand of California voters can the influence of CCPOA can be challenged. We need our families, friends, and communities to build and extend our allies and develop strong support to vote for politicians who recognize our worth and are for widespread serious prison reform and an end to brutal warehousing that endangers society every day. CDCR and California itself are legally responsible and accountable for prison conditions, neglect, does not free them of state institution responsibility for those in their care. The guards union should not be permitted to purchase power for abuse. California citizens need to vote for prison rehabilitation as a priority. Money for teachers, instructors, prisoner jobs instead of lockdown overtime and more guards. We close with an update on our legal challenge. Our class action constitutional challenge to long-term solitary confinement was filed in May of 2012. We won a landmark settlement on September 1st, 2015 that resulted in thousands of people being released from the shoes across the state. The settlement also gave us and our legal team the right and responsibility to monitor whether CDC small r is following the requirements of the settlement for two years. That monitoring period was set to end in 2017, but in January 2019, U.S. Magistrate Judge Ilman, Ilman granted our motion to extend monitoring of the settlement agreement based on ongoing systemic constitutional violations in CDCR's use of confidential information and its reliance on past gang validations to deny parole. Magistrate Judge Ilman's order extended our monitoring for 12 months. CDC small r appealed and asked the court to suspend monitoring pending the appeal outcome. U.S. District Judge Wilkin intervened and allowed us to continue monitoring pending any appeal outcomes. Our legal team has two pending appeals that CDC small r has filed seeking to overturn the lower court orders in our favor. One appeal covers the extension of the monitoring as discussed above. The other covers enforcement of the settlement agreement regarding conditions in confinement in level four prisons and the RCGP, Restricted Custody General Population Unit. As our legal team continues to monitor implementation of our settlement agreement, they are looking closely at how CDC small r uses confidential information to place and keep validated and non-validated prisoners in ADSEG and RCGP for long periods of time and sentence people to shoe for bogus RVRs. They are also trying to keep track of how validations continue to impact us, especially when we go before the parole board. If you have any information about any of these issues, although they cannot respond to every letter, 
please write our team at Ann Capella, Attorney at Law, Weil, Gottschall, and Mangus, 201 Redwood Shores Parkway, 4th Floor, Redwood City, California, 94065. Again, Ann Capella, C-A-P-P-E-L-L-A, Attorney at Law, Weil, W-E-I-L, comma, Gottschall, G-O-T-S-H-A-L, and Mangus, M like Mary, A-N like Nancy, G-E-S, 201 Redwood Shores Parkway, 4th Floor, Redwood City, California, 94065. Let me read the closing. In closing, we remind all of us prisoners and supporters that we are human beings who have a difficult shared experience. We have a right to our dignity, even inside these punishing walls. We present an opportunity to make society better rather than meaner. We ask all prisoners to stand together, read and act within the principles of the agreement to end hostilities. Whether you are an ASEG or RCGP or general population, see yourselves as part of an international prisoner human rights movement. We four prisoners reps send regards and recognition to each of you as fellow human beings who are entitled to fairness, dignity, and respect. We send our respect to our brothers and sisters incarcerated anywhere, everywhere with hopes for genuine rehabilitative programming, jobs, education, and training in this coming year. We send our greetings to all friends, family, and communities from which we come, to all of our allies in the general society and our hopes for an understanding of the opportunity California has to gain Excuse me. California has to again be a leader in reform to make the world a better place with so many of us who need help gathering together in state institutions. We send extra love, support and attention to our brother Sitawa, Natambu Jama, who is experiencing challenging health issues. Our brother Sitawa send his extra love to all those prisoners prisoner family and general supporters of the international prison human rights movement february 2020 please follow this message with a reprint of the agreement to end all hostilities so with that said we're going to read the agreement to end hostilities agreement to end hostilities to whom it may concern and all california prisoners the statement was declared on August 12, 2012. Greetings from the entire Pelican Bay State Prison Shoe Short Corridor Hunger Strike representatives. We are hereby presenting this mutual agreement on behalf of all racial groups here in the PBSP Shoe Corridor, wherein we have arrived at a mutual agreement concerning the following points. One, if we really want to bring about substantive meaningful changes to the CDCR system in a manner beneficial to all solid individuals who have never been broken by CDCR's torture tactics intended to coerce one to become a state informant via debriefing, that now is the time to for us to collectively seize this moment in time and put an end to more than 20 to 30 years of hostilities between our racial groups. Two, therefore, beginning on October 10, 2012, all hostilities between our racial groups in SHU, ADSEG, general population, and county jails will officially cease. This means that from this date on, all racial group hostilities need to be at an end, and if personal issues arise between individuals, people need to do all they can to exhaust all diplomatic means to settle such disputes. Do not allow personal individual issues to escalate into racial group issues. Okay. Okay. You want to read number three? Oh, three. Yeah. Okay. 
We also want to warn those in the general population that IGI will continue to plant undercover sensitive needs yards, SYN, debriefers, inmates amongst the solid GP, GP prisoners with orders from IGI to be informants, snitches, rats, obstructionists, in order to attempt to dis disrupt and undermine our collective groups, mutual understanding on issues intended for our mutual causes, i.e. forcing CDR to open up all GP lines and to return to a rehabilitative type system of meaningful programs, privileges, including lifers, congenial visits, etc., by peaceful protest activity, non-corporation, for example, hunger strikes, no labor, etc., etc. People need to be aware of vigilant to such tactics and refuse to allow such IGI inmate snitches to create chaos and reunite hostilities amongst our racial groups. We can no longer, we can no longer play into IGI, ISU, OCS, and SSU, old manipulated, divided, divisive, and conquered tactics. In conclusion, we must all hold strong to our mutual agreement from this point on and focus on our time, attention, and energy on mutual causes beneficial to all of us, i.e. prisoners. In our best interest, we can no longer allow CDCR to use us against each other for their benefit because the reality is that collectively we are an empowered mighty force that can positively change this entire corrupt system into a system that actually benefit prisoners and thereby the public as a whole. And we simply cannot allow CDCR, CCPOA, Prison Guards Union, IGI, ISU, OCS, and SSU to continue to get away with their constant form of progressive oppression and warehousing of tens of thousands of prisoners, including the 14,000 plus prisoners held in solitary confinement torture chambers, i.e. shoot ASSEG units for decades. We send our love and respect to all those of like minds and heart onward in struggle and solidarity. Presented by the Pelican Bay State Prison Shoe Short Quarter Collective. Todd Asher, Arturo Castellanos, Satawa Natambu Jamal, Antonio Gulian, and the representative body, Danny Troxel, George Franco, Ronnie Yandel, Paul Red, James Baridi Williamson, Alfred Sandoval, Louis Powell, Alex Yergolan, Gabriel Huerta, Frank Clement, Raymond Chavo Perez, James Mario Perez. And there you have, ladies and gentlemen, the agreement to end all hostilities from the reps, the four main reps in the statement of the reps. I just want to say that the power in their voices uplifting their humanity is so inspiring. Um, and I think it's just a real model for how we need to be doing it out here. This beautiful unity that they talk about, they are just stellar models of that. And I think just following in, following their guidance and um, and being inspired by their voices and believing in them, hearing their voices and and um, just not buying into the narrative of CDC small R and their tactics, these their, these guard tactics, um, I think is yes, is going to save us all. It will will uplift our humanity listening to them and their humanity. Did anyone have anything else that they would like to comment on about what we've just read or 
Yeah, I got a couple points. Um, I just want to stipulate inside of here. It says uh, we are the first-handed experts on the daily experience of being caged in prison, generally at the trauma of extreme isolation. Right there alone, it speaks directly when they say our voice. It connects with what we're doing. The people inside is connecting with the outside, the inside and outside movement of promoting the agreement and hostility just got wings again today. And we know that it's through, it's, it's something spiritual. Because Beretti said something about a week ago, the the humanity of the agreement and hostility. Yes. And it's the humanity when you hear the brothers and sisters that came together during those times from 2011, 2013, and they used their bodies, some for 30 days, some for 40, and they was willing to die. And, you know, I want to salute for those brothers and sisters that put themselves on their body, uh, their bodies on the line. And, and I also want to remember Kristen Gomez and Sally and others alike who, who did pass. But it behooves us to continue this movement to liberate the K's voices because this is what they're saying our voice critical to the voices so now when we think about the programs that they're participating in i think we need to make sure that it is noted to cdcr that these men that participate in these programs they they are walking encyclopedias they are walking programs because they attach to this agreement a lot of these programs i say i put a highlight on it wouldn't be going on if it was hostile. So when you have agent provocateurs, when you have individuals that want to sabotage the agreement, the hostilities inside and out, it's only because they have their own conservative effort. They only they have their own goal to sabotage. So you have those to promote peace and you have those to promote resting in peace. And I say resting in peace because there is no middle. There is no middle. It's either violence, and violence leads to hostilities, hostilities lead to violence. You go back and forth today, it's all the same word. But when you say anti-hostilities, anti-hostility groups or whatnot, this is an anti-hostility group. This is a multi-culture group where you hear men and women. This is the outside principal thinkers talking. So we're echoing their voice, and, I, and I'm here, happy to be here today representing these brothers and sisters. And that's all I really had to add to that in summary. prevailing narrative of prisoners, especially prisoners deemed by the prison system as being the most dangerous, is that they are the worst of the worst. What these prisoners have proved is that they are in fact the best of the best. And they are showing the rest of the world how change is accomplished in reality. And it is not accomplished by giving in to the dominant narrative, but taking it back and saying, we know that our humanity matters, that we are human through our relations with other human beings, and we recognize their humanity and are recognized by them in return. And that is the new world that all of us need to build, not just in prison, but everywhere. I say it. What can I say after that? <laughs> got to know what he is. All right, folks. Thanks so much. See you next week. Oh, before we go, New Bay, yeah. because of the agreement, peace is the new cool. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Had to put that button on there. Okay, folks. Um, this is for Sitawa.
Okay, folks, we are back, and I wanted to read a poem, um, and then we're going to take another music break, okay? All right. Witness. Injustice done in halls of justice, labeling a person so anything goes, solitary confinement for years on end, you call it a need to protect. Labels used to excite fear, used to condone the torture, to lock in a dungeon for years on end. No sunlight, no beauty of this earth, no human-to-human -human contact. No, no, no. The justice system is anything but just. The witness testifies, sees the person, sees the hypocrisy, sees the injustice. The witness testifies and shouts out, shouts out. Stand up, seekers of truth. Don't be afraid to witness those who have been disappeared, disappeared into the dungeons of our democracy. Hear those who have been locked away. Hear the horror done in their name. Awaken, you seekers of truth. Dare to be a witness. Stand up, you seekers of truth. Shine a light on the darkness of our dungeons of democracy. Be a witness and testify. Shout out. That was by Seal Beatty. So actually, before I go to a music break, um, I want to thank you for, again, for listening in. And I hope that you were really inspired by um, just a real impromptu coming together, um, multi-generational, multiracial, multigender, um, coming together to read. I uh, felt very intimate to um, hear it back. You got to hear all of it. Um, and it's a really special place to be. And I want to encourage all of you to join with us. So the Liberate the Caged Voices um, will be happening on February 19th um, at the Freedom and Movement Building, sorry, Freedom and Movement Center at 4400 Market Street, Oakland, California. Um, you heard Minister King there. He will be uh, doing some uh, performance of the agreement to end hostilities. So this ongoing uh, Liberate the Caged Voices is about elevating what we have just read about in the statement from the four main reps and um, the representative body. It is about us learning an ongoing educational opportunity to learn and connect around what's happening inside of our prisons to these disappeared human beings. And they are so strong, and we can only be moved by them. I know all of you listening out there, there's no way you're not moved. And um, this is what we are about. So we invite you to join us. Please come um, and find out what's happening again on February 19th. And you can also always go to our calendar, the prison, uh, California Prison Focus calendar at www.prisons.org and, um, see what's going on. You can attend our meetings and you can, uh, and please, um, uh, uh, come and join us for this campaign. Um, we are really just following in the footsteps of these, um, men and the work that they did and are doing um, and surrounding the agreement to end hostilities. So um, 
I also want to invite you that statement and the agreement to end hostilities is, um, has been published in the um, sfbayview.com, so you can find it there. Please go there if you would like to read it again or just make a copy for yourself as well. And then, um, yeah, okay, so again, please join us, and we are going to listen to, what are we going to hear now? I think we're going to listen to Seven by Prince. Yeah, here we go. And the savoir-faire No one in the whole universe will ever compare I am yours now and you are mine And together we'll love through all space and time So don't cry One day all seven will is our show for the week i hope to see you next week and i hope to hear or see hope to hear from you you can always reach me at nube at prisons.org and i hope to see some of you joining us in um uh, this shared humanity 
with our guys on the in, with our folks on the inside. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Okay, and get ready for Work Week with Steve Seltzer. Show me.